unapologetic show structured with intellect that forces you to analyze yourself as a whole. I'm your host, Ashley D'Amber, and I will be sharing my personal opinions on all things that affect the world, as well as a few personal stories. Who knows how this podcast will make you feel, so tread lightly. I would like to take this moment to send my sincere condolences to the Bryant family as well as the families of everyone involved in the accident. Um, It's so unfortunate to witness or to see firsthand such a sudden and impactful death that I feel as though everyone should take the time out to unpack it and to grief in the best way they know how. Um, It's very important to feel the emotions and go through every emotion so that this incident won't activate whatever triggers or whatever traumas you may have because you never know. I remember back in 2010 and beforehand when I was in high school and um, at this time the Lakers and the Celtics were like the ultimate rivals. So naturally I was a diehard Celtics fan and I hated when we played the Lakers because every single time I knew for a fact no matter how much hope I had no matter how much I had prayed (laughs) no matter how much I just I just tried to make it seem like we would win this one particular game or like another game or whatever um I just knew for a fact Kobe would come back in the fourth quarter and dominate us like we would be up by at least 20 30 points and you just knew we would win but soon as Kobe would come back in fourth quarter and get freaking 30 points in fourth mind you it's like less than five minutes remaining in this quarter I would be so mad but I'm like oh my god he is so good like how is he this good who does that who comes in fourth quarter and save the whole game like is this real is this really a thing so that's the Kobe story I have uh it's not really a story because I didn't know him but everybody is affected because he inspired so many it's just so many factors that weigh in on how everyone is feeling So be mindful of that and try to be um, empathetic to people at this time. Try to be a decent human being. And while you're doing that, please keep the families involved in your prayers because they are the ones who truly need it right now. Next week, I will have an episode dedicated to nothing but having a mamba mentality and what that means. So be on the lookout for that. And in the meantime, let's get into episode number, what is this, number three? I apologize in advance, guys, if it sounded a little choppy. I had to record in different areas. I've been super busy this week. So I asked around and I took some polls. And this conversation just so happened to come out on top. So I was like, you know what, why not? Because I've had so many friendships go to shit. And I've had so many lessons that I've learned from them going to shit. That I was like, hey, you know what? Let me put this on my podcast. Because 
somebody needs to hear this like everybody has had a shitty friend or if not you've been the shitty friend like it's one of the two i've been both it's okay so we're gonna get into this what is a friend what is it is a friend somebody who says yes all the time? Is a friend somebody you go to the club with all the time? Is a friend somebody you can laugh with all the time? No, that is not a friend. It's just somebody who is amusing to you or somebody who's fun or whatever. Because I can meet a random person. <clears throat> My voice is so raspy right now. Do I need water? I can meet a random person and have fun with them matter of fact i've done that before like whenever i travel somewhere i always meet a random person and have fun with them i either get them in vip or they get me in vip and we just drink and have fun and spend all the drug dealers money like it's just it's the best time it's the best time ever and i haven't had one of those moments in so long because of nursing school Okay, I'm back. I had to, like, get my voice together because I was running extremely low just then. Anyway, I haven't had one of those moments in so long. Like, I'm deprived of a standing on the couch in the club, spending all the drug dealers' money, getting drunk, and going home, eating tacos. No, eating tacos at the taco truck and then going home and sleeping. Literally, the last time I had a great night, I ended up parking at Chevron, and I fell asleep, and I woke up, and I was like, oh my god, when did I even get here? It was like 7 in the morning, and I text the person I was with, and I was like, did I seem extra drunk last night? They were like, no, like, not at all. You didn't, you know what I'm saying? You were straight to me. So I'm like, oh, well... I would tell you something, but it's super embarrassing, so I'm not going to tell you. And he said, tell me. So I told him, I was like, man, I was so drunk. Like, I fell asleep at Chevron, and I woke up with half an eyebrow and one eyelash on. And I was like, what the heck? All right, anyway, this show is not about my drunk moments. We're talking about friends here, okay? Stay on subject. So... I've been a good friend and I've been a shitty friend. But first, we're going to define what is a friend. To me, a friend is someone who's there for you when you don't even know you need them. A friend is someone who will encourage you and inspire you to be a better person. And a friend is not a yes man. Like, your friend is not going to tell you yes all the time. If you have yes men friends around you, please pick better people because clearly... They're not holding you up to a standard, and neither are you. So you're just pretty much paving the way for you to not be the person you're meant to be or not to step into your purpose. So how can you tell if someone is genuinely your friend? You can really feel the energy. You can tell when somebody's on some hating shit. You can tell when somebody's on some, I really like this girl. Like, she's really cool. We're going to be friends forever. The whole point is you can feel the energy when you're with people who fuck with you and who don't fuck with you. Now, what is a fake friend? A fake friend is... <laughs> I've had so many. I've had a fake friend. I've had a frenemy. I've had a copycat friend. I've had a friend who secretly hated my guts and I never even knew. I had a friend who... I don't know. I've just had so many moments in my life where I'm like, what the fuck? Like, 
am I like what did I do to deserve this type of shit and I've also had moments where I'm like what the fuck I'm tripping I'm really on some ghetto shit right now and I need to cut it out you know what let's just tell all my business and I'm just gonna go down the line of my adult friendships now I won't talk about like my high school friendships because I mean it was high school like does high school even really matter at this point as an adult who's graduated from college and has learned all the, sh the freaking secrets of school that they tried so hard to keep away from us is high school even really a conversation is high school even relevant um I think not I'm just gonna go down the line of friends I had in college that taught me the most valuable lessons ever. The first person I ever met or the first friend I ever made. Okay, hold on. Let me pause this real quick. My best friends, like I'm going to say their names because I asked them if I could say their names and they say yeah. So I'm going to say it. But the other people are going to get a little switcheroo. Okay. So Bree is the first friend I made in college, the first person I ever met in college. Um I can I remember the exact day. So we had to stand in line to get like IDs made or something, something stupid. And I was like a few people behind her, but I didn't even see her. I was like trying to see where the cute guys were. You know what I'm saying? I'm a freshman in college. Like where the <laughs> I was a mess my freshman year. I was a hot mess. Could you believe it? No, you can't because I'm just so classy now. It was a total switch up. But don't, you know what I'm saying, don't get it twisted because I can always revert back for like two seconds. No more, no less. That's it. So uh, I got done getting my ID. I'm standing like far off waiting on my mom. She had to get something. I have no idea. So, um... I see this tall girl, and she had on a hat. And I had on a hat, too. So I'm like, oh, my God, she's cute. She has on a hat like me. Obviously, she know fashion. <laughs> what? Like, who doesn't have on a hat right now? You don't know anything. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to be friends with her because she looks like a bitch. And she's really pretty. Y'all, I kid you not. She was looking so mean. I was like, oh, my God what is wrong with this girl like is she having a bad day already we just got here and it's so many guys here and like it's college and it's so much to do and we're in mobile like hello mardi gras duh get drunk every day have fun what is wrong with this girl so just so happened her mom was standing right next to us and her and my mom hit it off really good and they were talking as if they've been friends forever and i'm like ma don't be around here talking to these people like that we don't even know them okay let me go back so when i said that she looked like the biggest bitch ever and it like enticed me to be her friend the only reason why is because i was the biggest bitch ever so i'm like oh my god we can have the biggest bitches moment wait so anyway her and my mom were like talking, exchanging numbers, asking, oh, where's your daughter living at? Oh my God, that's the same place my daughter is living too. They should be friends. So Brie come over and just like I'm looking like, what the f***? She's looking like, mom, what the f***? She was kind of upset. I was upset, but it was good because we were like alone and then we had each other. So we were like alone together. So that's how I met Brie. Then we go and sit into the auditorium and we sit behind two people, my other best friend, Jake, and his friend. So 
we sit behind Jake, and Jake is like the ultimate, oh my God, like he is really doing the most. And I'm like, yes, I love this because I do the most too. Oh my God, we can do the most together. So we're having like this big old speech, this guy's telling us about the school. They're all pumped up, getting us excited, whatever. And the guy was like, who in here can speak French or something like that? He said, so Jake stands up and he starts speaking French and he got his little New Orleans accent. And I'm like, oh, I love this guy. Like, I really love him. He is making the whole auditorium look at him. They looking at us. We looking cute. Yes. So Jake is speaking French and my mom and Bree's mom is like, yes, yes. Speak it. Do that. Say that. Blah, blah, blah all the mom stuff that could they could possibly say they're saying it so then after that me brie and jake became best friends and we've been inseparable ever since i'll just go ahead and tell the whole story of me brie and jake we've been like super close ever since we never had a huge falling out well as we got older and as we um grew into like different people we would have our moments. So we had other friends. Well, Jake would bring in these people and we would be friends with them. And it would just be all bad. It would be arguments. They would be trying to get in between us. Just drama and mess. And it was so ugly. So then we would have to stop being friends with them. And Jake kept bringing these raggedy ass people in our circle. And I'm like, Jake, clearly you're the culprit. Like you need to... You don't know how to pick friends. Like, why you keep bringing these people to us and trying to break us up? What are you doing? So that was an argument in itself. And then also another argument I had with Jake was I was dating this guy. And Jake and this guy became friends. So Jake would not listen to anything I said about this guy. Oh, he's a nice guy. He's trying to get back with you. He's going to love you forever. You need to forgive him. He's not even that bad of a person. And Jake has not spent the last two or three years with this. And not to mention, Jake knew everything that happened between me and this guy. So I, that pissed me off because I'm like, really? You're going to pick this raggedy little piece of shit over me and we are friends? Y'all not even friends, bro. Like, y'all just met and y'all met through me. Like, you're my friend. You need to pick and choose wisely because if I get pissed at you, you're going to regret it for the rest of your life. And after that conversation, we made up. And then me and Bree never had, like, a huge falling out before. But one time, she really, like snapped at me and I was like oh my god she just snapped at me why she why she do that this what happened so Brie was dating this guy I had Gatorade in the refrigerator and I either drank one and I forgot or I gave one away and I forgot either way it goes one was missing so I was like why she got this in here drinking up my stuff I don't know how it happened, but either way, she found out that I was mad or that I said something about him drinking my soda. Now, I wasn't really like, I wasn't really upset that he drank it, but I was like upset because nobody acts. Like, just because it's in the refrigerator doesn't mean you can just go and get it. Well, I was at our other friends at the time house chilling. Tell me why she busts in the door and she's like, first of all, whenever you feel like I ate some of your stuff or drank some of your stuff. You need to come to me and nobody else. And furthermore, so-and-so did not drink your Gatorade. 
and she left right after that so i'm just sitting there like wow this really came in here and popped up on me like this oh we was living together so i'm like i'm finna go to the house and i'm finna tell her ass i'm finna tell her something so i went over to the house i said brie don't you ever come at me in front of company like that what is wrong with you and we laughed about it and got over it like that was the biggest argument we ever had we met a lot of people at orientation but we only came back with a few which is like two other people so this one girl we was friends with her Bree decided to bring her into the circle. I never hung out with her. I never talked to her like that. Like, Bree brought her in. So I'm like, okay, if Bree brought this person in, like, clearly she's cool. <laughs> Wrong. She was not. We ended up being friends all the way up until senior year of college, right? So at this time, me, Bree, and Jake, we've all changed. We've all evolved. We're finding our purpose in life. We are getting substance about ourselves, all that kind of stuff. So this person was the same. It became an issue because every time me and Bree would want to go out, she wouldn't want to go or she would complain the whole time or she wouldn't just like let loose and have fun. So apparently she didn't feel comfortable with us. So me and Bree were like, why does she not feel comfortable? Is it us? Are we being bitches? Is she seeing us in this light that we're clearly oblivious to? Are we bad people? So we were questioning ourselves, right? So we decided to have a sit down, have a little powwow. She felt like me and Brie left her out. Long story short, that's basically what it was. So the conversation continues and it develops into bringing light to other issues. So I ended up telling her everybody has evolved and I just feel like you haven't. That sounds so bad, but I was like, I just feel like you're not growing into your full potential. You're just kind of stagnant, like you're stuck. You do the same thing every day. You have the same conversations every day. So... Yeah, I was like, you know, what's going on? Like, where's the problem? And basically, it was all because she felt left out and she told me I need to shut the f*** up and I can't tell her nothing about her life because I don't even know what the f*** I'm doing. And I did know what the f*** I was doing, but I knew what the f*** you was doing. It was the same thing you did yesterday. And I'm judging you for it. I don't care. Yes, I am that friend. If you're doing something stupid or not doing enough, I'm going to judge you for it and I'm going to tell you. Any shit I talk behind your back, I will say it to your face. And I do that because I will want the same in return. And that's exactly what I told her. And I got cussed out for it. And we stopped being friends. End of story. So let's mark her off the list. Next up. So once again, Jake brings in two new girls. We're all cool. We kicking it. They funny. Like, they hella funny. We have great moments together. But it was kind of like a frenemy type thing because they were first frenemies with Bree. So the girls moved in together and me, Bree, and our other friend who I was just talking about moved in together. We're all friends, everything all good. Well, I was over there one night and we were playing uh, Ring of Fire. Everybody was there because, I mean, we talked to everybody. We were kind of popular, like people really fucked with us. Um, So everybody leave, I'm finna go off to my D appointment. And at this time, I was talking to this one guy, had one guy solely for the D appointment, had another guy who would just do whatever for me. And I had a hood, like I always kept one of those in my back pocket. Long story short, like I had a few. One of my friends, air quote, was like, 
you are so ungrateful. Yeah, I can't believe like you treating him like crap like that and he really want to be with you and you sitting up here talking to everybody else. You so ungrateful and you need to recognize when a man want to be with you and you need to be with him. And I'm like, first of all, bitch, I'm not pressed to have no boyfriend right now. I'm not pressed to be in a relationship with this boy right now. And I told him that. So if he still want to talk to me, that is not my fault. It's what he want. And I'm cool with it. So you need to relax. Just because you are pressed for a man and I am not doesn't mean you have to project your feelings on me. We are not the same, sis. So that was that. And after that, I was like, ugh. I cannot fuck with these hoes no more. It was something else. Oh, yeah, this way. So, I went over there one time, and we were all three in their room, in one of the girls' room. And they had a group message separately. So, you know for a fact when somebody's talking about you in a group message, like, you can just feel when that shit is happening. So, I felt it, and it was happening. After that, I just left because I'm not finna sit up here and be friends with anybody who has enough time to text about me while I'm sitting in the same room. Like, why you can't just tell me what the problem is? And I don't have time for no girls who pressed about guys. Like, no. No, ma'am. I could never. I cannot. And I will not ever. Now, that was a real-life frenemy story with a hint of jealousy on the side. <sighs> this one still stings a little bit. I mean, it stings less, but it kind of sucks that it happened the way it did. So, here is the story of a group of girls that taught me the most. There was Callie, Maya... Natalie, me, and Bree. Me and Callie were friends in middle school. Callie and Maya were friends in middle school. Jake introduced us to Natalie. Jake, I don't know how Jake be meeting these people, but he just bring them to us for some reason. I have no idea. Jake just feel like everybody can come together and kumbaya, and that just cannot happen. And we had to learn this like 15 different times. <sighs> so, anyway... Natalie and Bree hit it off real good when they first met. I wasn't a fan of Natalie. Only because when we first met, she was too comfortable. And I know that sounds so bad, but she was way too comfortable. And I just feel like when you first meet people, it's a certain conversation that you cannot have. Like, it's certain stuff that you cannot talk about when you first meet people. And Natalie did not care. Like, she talked about all of it. And I was just like, uh-uh. I don't like that. You trying to be friends with this girl? Why? Like, do you not hear this stuff coming out of her mouth? What? Do you not? Am I the only one tripping? So, at that point, when I was like, am I the only one tripping? I was like, let me check myself. Because maybe I'm being too judgmental. And maybe I'm being a wee bit bitchy. And I just need to cut it out. So, I stopped judging her. And we all became friends. And we had the best summer. We had the best times together. But it just sucks when you finally get that one group of friends who kind of like, understands you or you feel like they understand you and you feel like they hear you and you feel like they see you and you just like bond over everything bond over dumb stuff and cry together and you know what I'm saying like have all these intimate moments together like you value that and you really value that type of friendship but when it ends 
it ends and this friendship ended so bad like it's not even funny so me and Callie like I said we have been friends since middle school well there was some underlying I, I don't know if I would say jealousy it was just like some frenemy stuff going on or maybe it was just like you know what it's all of the above it was jealousy frenemy activities going on and also when people like go through their own personal stuff like they kind of project that onto you and that's also what happened so Callie wanted fast money at the time I was just like trying to have fun like whatever I'm in college let's just experience this shit and graduate so Callie wanted to be a bottle girl for this NFL player who had opened this club and apparently this club was going to be this big old thing. He was going to have like all the ballers, big ballers, shot callers in the building. And they was going to be spending money. So during our meetings, he was telling us his stuff. And he was like, girls 18 and up, guys like 25 and up. And they was going to charge like hella dollars for the bottles. And they were just going to do the absolute most as if this was Atlanta or like New York or California and it was mobile so I'm like what so all the girls in there first of all they look busted me and me and Callie were the only cute ones and I was like y'all want me to be bottle girls with these girls like what money what money we finna make in this club so I came right out and said I was like you want to have that type of club in mobile and he was like yeah and I said, um, first of all, your whole population here is like kind of like college kids. And then if they're not, they don't have no money like that. Like, it's yeah, it's some guys in Mobile who got money, but it's not in abundance like that. So what? Like, this club is going to bust. Like, it's not going to do good. The return on investment is going to be negative. So you need to change some stuff around. Tell me why this man looks at me, looked at his friend, and said, you green, you so green, and started laughing. Then he got offended. Apparently, I offended him. I don't care. He said, uh, I know I know so many ballers out here. I can have ballers coming in from everywhere and spending cake at this party, spending bands at this party. You don't know what you're talking about. You so green. You so green. Apparently, I looked green because I had on my little Clueless Girl outfits. I had on my clear boots, and then I had on a little mini skirt, and it was checkered or something. I can't remember. And then I had a shirt tucked in. No, I had a shirt out, and then I put a top on over that. And apparently, I looked like I was supposed to be in Beverly Hills, and he thought I was green. First of all, I'm not green, boo. And when this guy was like cracking on me and saying all this stuff to me, my friend did not stand up for me. Granted, I didn't. I don't expect for nobody to stand up for me, but I know for a fact if he had said any of that stuff to her or had made any of those jokes to her, I would have been like, first of all, you're not finna. I don't care who you is. You're not finna talk to my friend like that. The whole time he was like talking shit to me, she was laughing. She was trying to, like, get in on his good side because he was in the NFL. First of all, he wasn't even on one of the big teams. He didn't even make no big moves. And he wasn't, he didn't even get no airtime. So what kind of NFL player are you, boo? So I was kind of upset with Callie over there. I was like, when we got in the car, I said, Callie, like, 
you wasn't gonna say nothing you just gonna sit there and laugh and she was like um i mean he ain't mean like that he was just playing he was just joking he gonna take us out to eat to sticks or whatever next week and then you know it'll be fine it's gonna be cool i'm like i don't give a fuck about sticks it makes my stomach bubble up anyway and i just don't even care like you didn't even take up for me and i would have taken up for you so that was one of the straws like little stuff just started happening so that was number one number two we was in the group message with the same people and she wanted to have a photo shoot for the club the photographer she wanted us to work with all he did was nude photo shoots and i felt like when you doing business and finna release something into the world it needs to be of quality and i just feel like this guy was not it and he didn't reflect me so i didn't want to work with him and she got pissed and like cussed me out in a group message and told me i don't know shit about photography i ain't never took no pictures i ain't never um had pictures taken of me i'm not a model i don't know nothing i think i know everything and i don't know shit. she said this in front of everybody in the group message and I was like, girl, no, you didn't just call me out like that. I'm from Birmingham, and I'm not finna let nobody talk to me crazy. I don't care. I don't care who you is. Like, nobody. Ain't nobody finna disrespect me. So, in the group message, I said, um, first of all, you ain't no damn photographer either. You got one little ass camera, and you think you're a photographer. Number two, you took one little ass picture, and you even then you said you felt weird and you didn't feel comfortable. So how you a model, boo? We in the same boat. What the? What are you talking about? So long story short, we had that whole fallout in the group message. I don't know. I thought it was a joke. I don't know why I thought it was a joke. Clearly, I play too much. But whenever I was responding, I wasn't being serious with her, and she was being dead ass. Another reason why I thought she wasn't serious is because I didn't expect for her to come at me that hard in a group message. So when it was happening, I was like, okay, this got to be a joke because she would never do me like this. Like, this would never happen in real life. Well, it happened in real life. And after the whole falling out, apparently she went and talked to the NFL player. So going back to the very first meeting we had with these people, um, after they laughed at me and called me green, they started calling me troublemaker. And they kicked me out the group and told me I caused too much drama. And I said, I don't give a f Y'all little raggedy club ain't gonna go nowhere anyway. And guess what? It didn't even last a year. It barely lasted six months. So who got the last laugh? Anyway, on back to Callie. So Callie texts me outside of the group message. And she cussed me out from A to Z. Bitch, you don't know what you're talking about. You always doing this shit. You think you know everything. You think you just this and that. And I, ooh. I don't even know what I responded back, but I know for a fact I did not take it serious. I said, girl, bye. clearly it's been some jealousy or some underlying issues that you have not told me about that you're acting on right now. So you could have easily had this conversation with me with whatever problems because you wouldn't be this mad over me not wanting to work with a photographer. So clearly it's something else going on that I don't know about because this is too serious. Like it's too deep. So she texts me back and cussed me out again. I just sent her the Beyonce gift and I was like, girl, bye. And I blocked her. And we ain't talked ever since then. 
So afterwards, I had a conversation with Bree, and uh, she was just like, I don't care if you thought it was a joke or not. Y'all should have did that privately. And I realized that was a pivotal moment for me to use as a tool of elevation. This is when I learned the importance of having different perspectives and being present enough to see the duality between emotions that are being expressed, which are the ones that are hurtful and defensive, and those that are being suppressed, which are the ones that are vulnerable and hurt. And had I done that beforehand, maybe we would still be friends right now. Maybe, you know, maybe it would have been a different outcome. Even though I was sad for that loss of a friendship at the time, I was also grateful for that lesson. At that point is when I started going on these different personal journeys. And on this specific one, I went through a process of self-analysis and I also became extremely introspective. It may seem like I'm the problem, but let's not forget that Bree and Jake also fell out with these people. Now that the air is clear, let's move on to Maya. So she was close to everybody in the group except for me. And we never had like a bonding moment until this guy I was having sex with decided to go to jail for nine months. And I was like kind of thrown off. So I went over to her house and she got me drunk. Okay, pause. Let me elaborate because I wasn't mad about him going to jail for nine months. This is the whole thing. So we were just friends with benefits and he just ruined the whole dynamic. So I had to go find another friend with a benefit and I just didn't, I wasn't in the mood. Like I was comfortable and he just ruined it. We're going to move on. Anyway, this is when we like got kind of close. Fast forwarding to the bullshit. So it was one time I looked at her phone for whatever reason. And I saw that everybody had little cute names with emojis, little nicknames or whatever. And I had my full ass government name. Like first and last. Like the same name that's on my birth certificate was in her phone. And I was like um why does everyone have a little cute nickname and i have my full government name in your phone and she goes oh you can change it to whatever you want to so i'm just like uh no nah, it can stay the same because if i change it it's not genuine at all it holds no weight it's the same principle of when you tell your boyfriend, oh, I like, I want you to start sending me flowers. You never send me flowers. And then he starts sending you flowers. And you're like, you only sent me flowers because I told you to send me flowers. You don't even mean it. You don't even want to do it. It's the same thing. So long story short, something happened between Maya's family member and my family member. And I had no idea about the existence of it. But Maya did. And she went and talked about me behind my back to Natalie. And Natalie told Bree. Then it got to me. And it just kind of hurt my feelings. Because I never knew the issue why we weren't close. She could have easily told me. Hey, I know this happened. And that's the reason for blah, blah, blah. And I would have just been like, girl... I don't even know what you're talking about. And it could have been squashed right then. Like that wasn't my battle, you know. My lesson in that was people can smile in your face and you will think they love you. But really, they don't even fuck with you like that. So finally, I'm going to tell y'all who Natalie is. 
So, I'm going to give you the story, give you a quick little rundown, because the story is entirely too long for this podcast, for me to just tell everything. I'll tell you a few short stories, and then I'm going to give you the lesson, because that's the trend of this podcast, if you haven't noticed. So, Natalie was the turn-up queen of the group, and while I enjoyed my fair share of turning up, I could never get on her level, and I never tried to. I accepted her for who she was, and I tried to enhance her life to the best of my ability while also shaping it to the person that she was. She loved to twerk, so I told her to at least monetize off of it and stop doing it for free everywhere we go. Uh, Now, this isn't my usual advice, but I'm all about a coin, and she wasn't going to stop twerking, so you might as well benefit off of it. Like I said, people judged me for being friends with her. It was the whole friends of a feather flock together type thing, or you are who you hang around type thing. And I just feel like I've been friends with so many different people that it really shaped my character for the best. We interrupt this program for an important news announcement. Okay, so clearly it's friends. Don't. What the f***? Birds of a feather flock together. Anyway, this whole saying, I don't necessarily believe in it. Now, I hesitated because at one point I was that person. At one point I did judge people, but you never know the backstories. You never know what people are going through. You never know who somebody needs. And you can always be an angel in somebody's life. And I felt like God just kind of sent us to each other for a reason. So me and Natalie were best friends. We got super close. So it was one time she wanted to come visit. And she was like two or three hours away. And she said, my grandma will meet you here. Just, you know, meet us halfway. So I'm like, okay, now at this time, I don't have gas money. She's already called our other friends to ask them, and they said no, or either didn't answer the phone. So I went to go pick her up, and I asked her if her grandmother could meet me closer to where I was. And she was like, no, like she started griping about it, and she didn't want to give me no gas money. Her grandma didn't want to give me gas money, and I still came and picked her up. Like, I didn't know this stuff until I was halfway there. Maya rode with me, and she says... You a good friend because I wouldn't have even came to pick her up. She ain't giving you no gas money. It's too far and it's late at night. And I'm like, no, I'm a dumbass friend because I'm going to go pick up this ungrateful ass bitch. And they already doing the most and they going to wait until I get halfway here to tell me they ain't giving me no gas money and that they don't feel like driving a little further how selfish is that how rude is that and i'm still going to get this bitch so maya and natalie were like really close within the group as well and i was just like what the fuck like are you serious which at that time i didn't really think about it because i'm like yeah i'm tripping i already know but you know it's our friend she's going through some stuff she really need us right now so i would drop whatever and be there for her be there for any of y'all and natalie ended up um trying to fight me a lot she was going through a lot of stuff so therefore she did some things to kind of like numb the pain it was like at least two or three times so it was this one time we pulled up to mcdonald's and we always took turns paying for each other so just so happened it was my turn to pay 
well i'm so dumb and young at this time i'm like okay i don't have money in here but you can run my you can run it as credit tell me why this wasn't even no credit card it was a debit card so you know like decline is a decline it ain't no credit be so she swipes my card and um that motherfucker declined so i'm like oh my god i'm so embarrassed but i was like wait i'm in front of my friends they ain't gonna tell nobody it's our little secret i can pay them back like next week whenever my mom gets paid and can send me some money and um that's just how i thought it was gonna go so natalie looked at me like you broke ass bitch and i'm just like oh my god i get my first paycheck friday it's only one more day and you will have your money relax so she ended up having to pay well that night we had or we went to a party i don't know who party it was but it was like a lot of industry people okay mobile has a lot of rappers um singers nba players football players like industry people there but not enough to support that whack-ass club anyway so like i said mobile has a lot of industry people there and that's mainly who we kind of hung around along with the drug dealers and hood and um it was a great time so the party had died down everybody went home and they met some guys they were like into so they invited them over to maya and callie's house so we're all over there and the guys are there and we're just like hanging out of course she's high as a kite so in front of everybody she just goes off on me for whatever reason no i think i was trying to tell her that she needed to calm down a little bit and she needed to <gasps> i know what happened oh my gosh okay so she got so high she stood up and she just fell to the floor and we thought she died y'all me and Bree was like, oh my God, is this bitch dead on the floor? Like, we got to go to the hospital. So, um, I was telling her to calm down, drink some water, you know, let the high die off, like whatever. Because her safety is the main concern. And she got so mad. She started cussing me out in front of everybody. And she was like, that's why you a broke bitch. And I had to pay for your McDonald's home. And I was like, oh my god, no you didn't just say that in front of everybody. So I just left like... And let me just point out, this bitch ain't have not nan job, okay? And also, while I'm adding information, let me just say, she stole my deodorant and lied and said that she bought it. When I know for a fact, she didn't even have 12 cents to buy no damn nothing. Bruh. I'm the type, I'm not, I'm not the arguing type. I'm more so of the fighter. Like, if you say anything, like, if I do get to the point of being super mad, we're going to have to fight. I can't argue because I don't know what to say. My voice get high-pitched, and I just sound dumb. So I would rather beat you up and go home and go to sleep. And that's what I wanted to do, but I couldn't do it because we were friends. So I was conflicted, and I ended up just leaving and going home. And my feelings were so hurt. Like, I didn't cry or nothing, but I was really close to shedding a few tears. So that same night, I left. I went to go get McDonald's. I came home. Mind you, she embarrassed me in front of all these people, but she's still living with me. So Bree brought her to the house. So I'm like, get your shit and get the fuck out of my room. Like, I'm not, 
I'm not playing with you no more. I'm not dealing with this shit. You're not finna talk to me like that. And you're not finna embarrass me in front of these people that we don't even know. Like, if you felt some type of way, you should have talked to me behind closed doors. To me, there's nothing a simple conversation can't fix. So, um, she's in my room and she's just like fishing for shit. So, backstory, I picked up McDonald's before I got to the house and I got a meal. Bree brought her to the house and they also picked up McDonald's, but she didn't have a drink, right? So, she grabs my drink and I'm like, put my drink the f*** down. Like, you know that ain't yours. You know you ain't buy no drink. And she is really trying to fight me. So, at this point, like, it's happened five times. And I'm just like, okay, I'm finna go ahead, beat her up and get it over with. Like, I'm done. But I didn't because at that time of my life, I didn't really have the energy for stuff like that anymore. I didn't want to put too much effort into being something I wasn't really me like fighting and just being over the top with it was a defense mechanism because in middle school I was bullied and I didn't realize how much power I had until I beat this girl up in seventh grade and it wasn't until I got to college and actually met people who forced me to reevaluate myself that I started finding power and using my voice and using my words and just having a simple conversation. So Bree comes in with her cape on, Captain Save a Ho, and gets Natalie out of my room. And that's the thing, like she was living with me and Bree. She never went and lived with Callie. She never went and lived with Maya. Me and Bree were the only ones who let her live with us everybody else was like oh i can't do it i can't do it so it threw us off when she came at us the hardest every single time long story short she was just out of hand she was out of control nobody could kind of help her she really needed some help but she didn't want to get help i told her if you get high like that again like I cannot be friends with you and she was crying I was crying she was like okay I'm not gonna ever do it again this bitch did it again so we had to stop being friends that pretty much sums why the group fell out if I'm being honest this was the friend group that taught me the most valuable lessons I learned so much about myself I learned so much about how to love people unconditionally and how to be like a better person and how to be a friend in general it just kind of sucks that the friendship ended the way it did, but I wouldn't change it for nothing in the world, to be honest. Like, everything happens for a reason, and I'm just happy to say that I kind I grew from it, and I learned from it, and that's all you can do with people. Now, I don't want to put out the image that I was this great friend and everyone else was trash, because I've been a trash friend. Like, during the whole Natalie going on I called her a crackhead and even in high school like I was I was a horrible friend like I didn't know how to talk to people I didn't know how to articulate how I was feeling therefore it came off really bitchy and it came off really mean and I just started unnecessary drama because of that so I'm not a saint when it comes to being a friend I'm just telling you guys different uh situations I've been in to show you the growth I've had from them. But I also want you to know that even when you are 
being a good friend. Everybody that you ride for is not going to ride for you. But when you do find those people who really love you and reciprocate the same energy you give them, you have to cherish that. And you have to continuously be a good friend, continuously grow into a better person, and always just be understanding and compassionate and empathetic of the people who chooses to be in your life. So I'll use that as a segue to introduce my people. Um, I asked them like five questions uh, referring to our friendship and here is how they answered. The first question was, what was the worst moment of our friendship? So Bree said, when outsiders got in the way, it seemed like they wanted to push us apart well, at least push me out the picture, and I didn't know how to communicate my feelings that well yet, so I became a little closed-off ball of shit, lol. Which she truly did. Like, she, we was not talking as much, and she just kind of, like, did her own thing, went into her own world, and I didn't understand what was going on. So Jake said, The worst moment of our friendship is when we try to be cool with everybody. See, I told y'all, Jake always try to make us be friends with people. Everybody that he meets, he wants us all to be kumbaya and, and that's not going to happen. And he said the worst moment was, I'm just going to quote what he said. That time them hoes wanted to fight me and I called you not knowing they were on the other end. But the most difficult was when me, you, and Bree was into it heavy when y'all was heavily hanging out with... A DJ I was really close to. And then he said, um... IDK, I felt like I was losing y'all. The dynamic got really weird and we got into it bad. I remember just crying because it was like a thing between... Oh my gosh, I forgot this one. It was like it was a thing between um, this girl he was friends with and us that was just really bad at the time. Um, so basically, I'll just tell y'all this story really quick. So he, he was friends with this girl. We're going to call her Betty. So he was friends with Betty. And he made us be friends with Betty as well. Well, Betty and Bree didn't really click because Betty always tried to teach us how to get a man and how to get attention. And Bree was pissed off because we've been doing this. Um, This was a time I was like a really crappy friend because Betty was not a bad person. Uh, she had her moments where she was like annoying AF, but she was not a bad person. And uh, we kind of treated her like crap. Like she would come over and cook for us whenever we wanted to just because we would have great conversations. Like she would be there to listen. Like she was a really good friend and we kind of treated her like crap simply because Natalie didn't like her. And that's what happened. We kind of rolled too hard for Natalie when we should have been riding for Betty as well. That was probably a great mistake I made as a friend and really as a person. So that's what he's talking about. So number two, uh, what was the best moment of our friendship? Bree said, we've had a lot of those. The one that always sticks out to me is when you mama bared me the one time I almost got in serious trouble with Natalie at school. And she goes on to say, I was crying my eyes out and you held me until I stopped. You made me feel safe. It was the feeling. I got you, best friend. You're okay. Jake says, and I quote, The best moment would have to be, I guess, now. 
There's never been a time we've been more stable, supportive, or understanding. Or really the time that I came out to you. I just remember thinking that it would be the end of the world if anyone found out. But I was already found out. People just knew. I knew, but I never said it out loud. You were the very first person I explicitly told I'm gay. Once again, I was crying like a bitch, but you comforted me, letting me know that nothing will change, and it made us closer instantly, I felt. It's so many great memories. OMG, IDK. Or that time I was going through it, my first year of moving to California, and I was stressing you the fuck out, calling you from various Starbucks locations in SoCal, because I didn't have a phone plan, and I was just Wi-Fi shoddy and very much homeless. It didn't matter what time I would call, you would pick up, encouraging me, making me laugh, telling me to keep my head up. You knew not to tell me to go home, even though you wanted to, but you just let me go through what I felt I needed to prove. You were just very solid, making sure you knew where I was and if I was safe. Number three. At what point did you know we would be friends forever? Bree responded with, When you actually listened to me about a certain situation, you actually valued what I had to say because I felt you knew I only wanted the best for you. Also, when I was about to beat that boy with a spatula and a skillet for you, you know I was always passive. Let's talk about it, let's talk it out, blah, blah, blah. But I knew I would go to war about you if anything were to happen. That's funny because she was talking about this guy I was dating in college. He was fucking psycho. And he kept stalking me and coming to my room, even when I had company that one time. And he came in my room one time. The lights were out. I opened the door. He was in there just sitting there. And I was like, what the fuck? How did you get in here? The doors are locked. Even the doors to get into the building are locked. You need an ID. How are you here? And he would not leave until I talked to him. So me and my friends had to go down there and try to beat him up. And that's what happened. <laughs> Y'all, like, I can do a whole story time about stuff that happened in college. Maybe I'll do that. Let me know if you want that. So, my Jake said he knew we was going to be friends forever when we met during orientation. And that's on period. 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 I ain't on my period. Woo! Too far. Number five. Well, number four. Oops. Number four. What's your fave thing about our friendship? Bree said, The bond is almost unexplainable. We literally think the same thing. I swear you're in my head. We hold each other accountable. You motivate me. It's refreshing having a friend who loves to be a sister back. We match the energy we both wanted from a true friendship. Jake said, I think my favorite thing about our friendship is how it's evolved. Like we were wide-eyed kids when we met. We are now grown-ass adults and we lean on each other, support each other without being judgmental. We don't judge or project our fears on each other. We real-life love each other without competition or jealousy. We inspire each other. We're compliments to each other. The advice be spot-on and there's nothing in the world that I feel like I have to hide from you. I'm completely naked without pride and ego when I come to you about something. I know that my life is better having you as my friend. That's my favorite thing about our friendship, knowing that I wouldn't be half the man I am today without your love and influence. And the final question, number five, what's your definition of a true friend? 
Bree said, Us. It's being there even when you sometimes don't know how to be. It's allowing someone to be a part of your most vulnerable moments and trusting them to care for your feelings as their own. Real friendships are marriages, divinely created because God knows we can't do this thing alone. You don't get too many real friends in this life, if any at all. So when God gives you the sister you've asked for, you cherish her. We both chose to stick out this life with each other. To be in each other's lives is a choice we've been making since orientation. And it won't stop. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You know what? All this time I thought I was like a semi-good singer. And you never really know how bad you suck until you hit playback on your podcast recording and listen to yourself and you're like oh my god is this what I've been sounding like oh the embarrassment is just I can't even describe it okay back to the question so Jake said my definition of a true friend is someone that knows all of your baggage and not put up with it but help you become a better version of yourself It takes patience, unconditional love, understanding, empathy, loyalty, and comedy to be a true friend. Ultimately, friends have to find what works best for their individual friendship. When you find a lifelong friend, make sure you hold them tight and never let them go. Listen, God and the universe knew exactly what they were doing when they blessed me with my best friends. Because there have been moments where... I really needed somebody, but I was too prideful to say anything. And both times, on separate occasions, Bree and Jake were there for me. And it wasn't even like a, I called them up and told them to come over. I really needed them. No, it was like they just kind of popped up when it was going on and were there to just help me. And it was so refreshing because I never knew how much I really needed that in my life. And that is the reason why I am today, because... They brought me so much stability and so much consistency. It made me learn about myself how much I really enjoyed being consistent and being stable. So now I apply that to every area in my life and it's working out really good for me. I mean, you know, some areas can be worked on, of course, but um, overall it's just like a beautiful thing and I truly appreciate it every single day. Just to really share little small things about my friends and why, like, we are still stuck to each other till this day. The nickname Bree and I have for each other is Soul Sister. And the definition of a soul sister is a female friend not related by blood, but who shares a bond that transcends time, space, and distance. And that's exactly what we are. And my relationship with Jake just kind of transpired because I was in a moment of... Um, I had confidence, but it wasn't as much as I've had before. It just kept diminishing because of situations I was in. So Jake inspired me. He still inspires me to this day. He inspires me to be my true, authentic self. Throughout the years, he's shown me that it's okay to be that bitch and to take pride in being that bitch. Okay, story time. I was bullied at my middle school for being pretty. Um, I never bothered anybody. I was always like well put when I came to school in every aspect. I was smart, nice, pretty, and I had confidence. And the guys liked me, of course. It was seen as a negative by hoes who are now busted. 
And the continuous bullying made me feel ashamed to be who I was. So I tried to be unseen. I would wear jackets all the time, long sleeves, even in the summer. Um, because they called me skinny all the time. I didn't want them to see how skinny my arms were anymore. And I just did like little stupid stuff like that all the time. When my friend Jake, in all of his glory, being his most unapologetic, I am here. And if you don't like it, I don't give a f self. I was inspired to be myself completely again. In every aspect, and no matter what space I was in, I was going to be myself, and I wasn't going to care how anybody perceived it or if anybody liked it or not. Being friends with him taught me that it's important to be you everywhere instead of only in the presence of people whose light you wouldn't dim. You know, like you have those people, they look at you and be like, why is she doing all that? Why she got that outfit on? It's only a step show. Why is she wearing that? It's only the bed off. Like just talking shit because of your outfit is on point. And you can't let that get to you, sis. You have to be you. That You know what? That's a whole different subject. Anyway, Jake is literally me in guy form. And I love it. Our relationship is everything. And everyone is jealous of it. Period, poo. So I guess now we're in the ending remarks part of the podcast and I don't have too many. I feel like I talked a lot this time, which I mean, does a podcast. Hello. But um, from every friendship I've had, good or bad, I've learned that your personal growth is tied to the people you have around you. If you surround yourself with different energies that aren't on the same wavelength as you or not reciprocating what you put out or not just beneficial or helping you get to that next level, then you need to let it go. Like, what are you friends for? A lot of people pride themselves on not having friends and not even wanting friends, but you have to know and understand that we are so much more powerful together why do you think the Black Panther Party was such a powerful force? It's because they worked together, they looked out for each other, and they supported each other through everything. It was a system. It was a friendship amongst thousands of people. And with this type of dynamic, they implemented a breakfast program that both inspired people and threatened the government. <laughs> If you don't know about this program, take the time out to educate yourself. So we finally reached the end of episode four. Thank you all so much from the bottom of my heart for continuously sharing and showing love and support to me and this podcast. Keep it up. Keep doing it. Keep doing what you're doing because boo, boo, I see you and nothing that you're doing is going unnoticed. I just want you to know that because everybody loves to feel appreciated. With that being said, please continue to share my content if you feel it resonates with you. Because we got goals and aspirations, boo. We got somewhere that we need to be. Okay? So be on the lookout for episode 5. Of course, it is Black History Month. Therefore, you know it's going to be full of knowledge. And I'm not going to spare you with my dictionary words like get your dictionary out because i ain't playing with y'all no more all right bye oh, what would i be without my friends what would i be without my friends i ain't got no understanding i ain't got no understanding about them you might just catch these hands we fall out and we make amends yeah, yeah, my